Off the Cuff Franchising, Episode 5. Hmm, das ist wunderbar. Welcome everyone to another exciting episode of Off the Cuff Franchising. And today on the line with me from, I think it's Stuttgart, is it Stuttgart, Germany? Is that where you are? That is correct. Yeah, I yeah have that's correct. Whitney Myris, the Managing Director at Smart Europe. And he's done so many things I want to dive into. But he's also, I discovered this afternoon, the 1984 New York State Limerick Champion. Is that correct? Or have I got my facts mixed up? <laughs> no, no that, that, that is correct. Uh, how how did, how did that come about? Did, how did you get into that? Mm -hmm. um, uh, it's a uh, old family secret. If uh, if you go back back to probably the 1940s or 50s, you'll see my father was a uh, was the New York State Limerick champion, and it was the same Limerick. Um, always has been the same Limerick. It's been something that's been around in my in my family, and so. It was uh, one of those things when I was, uh, how old was I, uh, 14, and my father said, go submit this. And yeah. I said, okay. <laughs> so it's one of those kind of like, I guess, family secrets that's no longer a secret. Yeah. So. <laughs> would, would you mind sharing it? I know it's random, but I'm intrigued. There once was, uh, there once was a man from Calais who allowed his teeth to decay, and much to his chagrin and his chinny-chin-chin, chin, um, he doesn't smile today <laughs> i love it <laughs> oh, one of those one of those very random things yep it's brilliant though I, my wife said make sure you ask him about that so <laughs> i was i would ask you anyway um, so it, it's interesting because you're in germany and you're with france smart europe but i notice you've been in the u.s navy i think it is and you've just a lot of and you've moved around a lot so i was intrigued to know when you were a kid um, before you submitted the the limerick in 19 uh, when you're 14 did you envisage where you are now way back when you were a kid um possibly um so i i grew up in upstate new york syracuse new york yeah and um always uh, uh, always very intrigued by things internationally. Yeah. Um, and I'm not really sure when the point came, but uh, it, it, at some point in my life, and I want to say this junior high school, high school time, um, I, I realized and had a desire to live and work overseas. Yeah. Um, and then what I found out through my career um, and you know, quite frankly, the, the Navy really provided a little bit of overseas, a lot of overseas yeah. activity, but not 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 in a in a business sense, obviously. Yeah. But um, uh, from from having uh, my my parents, both my parents, very uh, involved in the community um, yeah. where we grew up, and also very exposed to kind of an international kind of uh, eccentric group of people. Yeah. And what I learned is that is that people who had at that point in time, and I, I don't think it's as much today as it used to be, yeah. had an international or an expat experience in their career, yeah. um, lived, had, a, had, had what I considered to be a much more fulfilling life. Yeah. Um, so I, I, you know, 
that, that's kind of what I what I envisioned for myself, and I, I don't know when that happened. Um, I can yeah. think back to my 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 senior year in high school and junior year in high school yeah. when I I kind of really visualized it and 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 thought, you know, I want to go live and work um, uh, overseas at some point. And so yeah. that that through uh, just a, quite frankly not a plan, yeah, but a number of random occurrences, yeah. it, it turned out that way. So. That's interesting because it's a bit like what it's something that Steve Jobs said in his Stanford University commencement address. I don't know if you've seen it online, but he talks a lot about the dots connecting in a like where you look back and see how each step was leading you somewhere definite, but you couldn't know it at the beginning. So it seems to have been the same case with you with going from New York all the way to Germany via the Navy. <laughs> You're, you're absolutely correct. Um, and it's, uh, I, I'm, a, um, I'm one of those people that have, that, that, that I kind of say, uh, um, and, and I use this word in a, not in the, not in the, 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 the erotic sense, sense, but I've slept with, um, people who were, who had a choice of either going into the military or going into jail. Yeah. And at the same point in time, all the way through what I would consider a spectrum of, of, of people yeah. um, who uh, all the way to the, to the point where uh, my, uh, I went to boarding school for two years. Yeah. Um, and that happened to be the same boarding school that Donald Trump sent his, eventually sent his kids to. They weren't, we weren't in school at the same time. Yeah. But, um, and, but my roommate, my, my roommate's, parents were worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. And so, uh, and there were king, there, there were princes and, and, and princesses that went to that boarding school who are yeah. now, it wouldn't surprise me if they're kings and queens of wherever, <laughs> wherever they've wound yeah. up. But um, it, it's that, it, which leads me back. And again, it's not this, it's not this active and it's really related to that Steve Jobs. It's those dots, right? Yeah. What I learned through that is, um, diversity, and I don't mean that just in 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 a typical kind of westernized way, where skin color, race, or religion. Yeah. But I mean just complete diversity, like yeah. um, people with different experiences, with 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 a, 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 the full spectrum of uh, of 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 backgrounds yeah. and and cultures and everything, and. And I didn't, again, when I was younger, I wasn't actively engaged or interested in it. Yeah. Um, but, um, it's, it's, uh, it, 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 it makes for, it makes life much more interesting. Yeah. Um, so it's, my wife always gives me a hard time. Um, every time I get into a taxi, particularly in New York, New York city, yeah. um, I always have a conversation with a taxi driver. Yeah. Why? Because most taxi drivers today in, in the United States and quite frankly across Europe yeah. um, are, are not from the country yeah. that they're driving that cab in. Yeah. And, and, um, in, 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 and you get a complete different, a complete different perspective on life. And it, 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 I, I always like to hear and understand and, and even if it's for five minutes, hear somebody's story or hear part of their story. Yeah. Um, and and that, that, just, that just really... It, uh, again, it, it it makes for a fuller life. Yeah. I, so, yeah, that's that, that that's my view of the world. Well, that's fascinating. I'm similar. I love talking. To, I love getting people's stories. I find it more interesting than what somebody says they do. I find interesting the story that got them there and who they are behind the title or the circumstance we found ourselves in. 
because I think that under... Sorry, go on. It's interesting you mentioned that. Um, Unfortunately, one of the stereotypes, and I lived in Washington, D.C. for 15 years, absolutely love that city. But one of the stereotypes or or things that happens is one of the first questions when you meet somebody in a matter of five minutes in that city yeah. and it and i'd say it's it's not it, any major city across the united states not that much different yeah um with the exception of new york which is just a completely different you know animal altogether yeah. um is the question of what do you do what, so what do you do yeah and it's one of those things that um you know now I'm, well i'm a i'm a banker i'm a you know i'm a doctor i'm a lawyer i'm yeah. a I'm a car salesman, whatever, whatever, all of a sudden their story comes out and everybody has a pitch, right? Yeah. They have their own little five minute, not even five minute, you know, yeah. 10 second elevator pitch of who they are. Yeah. And, um, I didn't really recognize it until I, until I started traveling internationally an awful lot because that's not, um, that's not the custom in the rest of the world. Yeah. Um, and in, in some cases, even in, in some Asian cultures, it's actually not, it's not polite to ask what somebody does. Mm-hmm. There's a certain level of expectation that you, you already know what that person does. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it, it's one of those things that, again, back to your point, it's more interesting to find out the story behind the person than to find out that that, you know, person in, invented something, right? Yeah. In, I, quite frankly, if somebody invented something, they'd be more interesting, right? Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't, you don't often run into people who invent things. Yeah. You run into the, the common person like you and me who are, um, you know, trying to, trying to create a life. What yeah. does that really mean? Yeah. Well, it's, I'm, I'm going to get into your insights in on franchising in a moment, but I'm noticing a lot of observations that you made that were significant in shaping the course of your life. I'm curious, were, when you were in boarding school absorbing all these different points of view, did you consciously make a think, wow, I'm absorbing all these different points of view? Is it in retrospect that you realize what happened? It, it was completely in retrospect. I would like to see, say that I was some avant-garde, you know, with it, in touch, um, 14, 15, 16-year-old, yeah. um, but I was... Uh, I was a kid who, 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 who played, played lacrosse, a kid who, you know, wrestled, a kid who sailed, and a kid who was, you know, the typical teenage boy. I was into girls. I was not into doing homework. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, was, uh, um, I, I, was, I was more into, which I, I'd also argue that we get a little, we get away from, I was more into the moment, right? Yeah. Whatever that absolute moment was, and my attention span didn't last much beyond that yeah. moment so that's fascinating i think i'm going to come back to that a bit later uh, with that as a, a context for the, the listeners what in your vast array of experiences and you're um, you're with france smart but i notice you're also in germany as a franchisee so you seem to be occupying two worlds at the same time what's your what The the, the story about France Mart is, again, a little bit more interesting. Um, So the founder of France Mart, Dan Rowe, founded founded this company, restaurant development company, back in 1993, I think it was. Um, And I was Dan Rowe's first employee. 
Yeah. Um, it was my first serious job out of, out of, out of university and out of the Navy. Yeah. Um, and, um, and it, it, initially I thought, well, I'm going to work for this big franchise company, this company called Chesapeake Bagel Bakery. Yeah. And it, back in the, back in the nineties, the early nineties, bagels were a big thing. Yeah. And so I thought, wow, this is going to be this fantastic experience. Yeah. And what happened is I, I walked into what was a closet, um, and it was our office. Yeah. And when I say it was our office, it was maybe, uh, 12 feet by 10 feet, yeah. no windows. And it's where Dan Rowe sat and where I sat. <laughs> and for my, and now Dan Rowe is not much older than I am. He's probably about to, to maybe three years at the most older than I am. Yeah. But what it, what, it, what happened, it was a fantastic environment to learn. Yeah. And, um, and it was, it was a fantastic environment to absorb. Yeah. Because obviously it, it's very difficult to get privacy, right? It's also something that when Dan was, when, when Dan was talking with prospective franchisees, it, yeah. it, 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 I was able to immediately absorb, you know, the process and, and how he thinks and, and the way he applies things. Yeah. And so um, it, that led to a three-year career with Dan, yeah. almost three years, that, was, that I didn't realize at the time yeah. had the impact that it was going to have on, on my career going forward. Yeah. I left... Uh, went and started my own company, Franchise Growth and Development, yeah. represented a, a, a bunch of different brands um, and had success and had failure and eventually uh, closed the business and, and went and, and got a job on a, on a completely different path. Yeah. But, um, and what happened is all of a sudden I found myself starting to manage people. Yeah. And, and in managing them, it was like Dan Rowe, there was a little voice in the back, back of my uh, head yeah. that was the, the, one of the first things he said to me is he said, um, and I, he said, you need to be more concerned about your franchisee's success than you are your own. Yeah. And if you, and if you are, your own will follow. Yeah. And, and I went, hmm, okay, that, that, that's stuck. Yeah. Um, and then the, the other thing he said, he said, look, if you're, when you put a forecast together, if you're going to tell me that a, that a deal's going to close, yeah. um, I'm going to go to the bank and I'm going to go get a loan for that amount of money yeah. because we're going to need that money to sustain the business yeah. for the next 30 to 60 days. Yeah. So, um, and if that business doesn't close, yeah. if, if that deal doesn't come in, yeah. if that yeah. forecast isn't accurate, yeah. um, and then I'm going to go at risk and quite frankly, you know, potentially lose a lot of money, like yeah. a lose a lot of money, have to, you know, have to be, be insolvent, so on and so forth. Yeah. And, and, and those two things along with a whole host of other things yeah. stuck one, um, as a sales manager and as a director of sales, um, uh, managing salespeople for the first thing I realized is, is my sales reps who were more concerned about their customer success yeah. than their own were really successful. Yeah. Um, and, and, and then, and then I also realized, you know, particularly from a, you know, obviously when you get into bigger, bigger business, yeah. we're not talking about insolvency and bankruptcy, but yeah. forecasting and the ability to predict and actively predict, yeah. um, and, um, uh, and, and reasonably predict, uh, an outcome is a really important thing in business. Yeah. And, um, and then, and then what is then what really wraps around that? Because as you get into more complex deals and you get into more, more, 
um, in, in complexity could be either in size, in 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 the in, in terms of revenue or number of people involved, but in, yeah. in any way, shape, or form, yeah. you've got to do an awful lot of business analysis and active engagement and deep dive um, uh, research yeah. and understanding of the opportunity and understanding of all the uh, potential stakeholders and internal and external forces and market conditions to yeah. really get to a, a solid, accurate forecast. Yeah. Um, and so what wound up happening from my career is, yeah. is those two things were kind of sticking out with Dan. And then right before um, I moved to Germany, um, Dan came to me, got back in touch with me, and he said, hey, Whitney, I want you to become be my, sales, my vice president of sales yeah. for my office uh, in uh, my East Coast office. And yeah. he has a West Coast office. And I said, Dan, you know, I really appreciate the opportunity, um, but I've got to, I've got to go on this journey, right? Yeah. I've got to go on this. I've got to get this because now I had it in my blood. Now I recognize that I wanted to do something overseas yeah. and really live overseas. Yeah. Um, and I don't mean in a hotel because I spent as many as is ten weeks in a hotel living yeah. overseas, which is not not any fun. Yeah. But. Um, and that started a conversation again with Dan. Yeah. Um, and then over the course of seven years, uh, Dan said, you know, maybe I'll make you a, a lead referral agent or maybe I'll make you an independent rep yeah. or maybe we'll do this or maybe we'll do that. Yeah. And then I came to conclusion about just over about two and a half years ago that I wanted to change the course that I was on. Yeah. And that, and, and that really led to two options. And one of those options was, was getting hard, getting really back into the franchise um, and business development and, and particularly in the related in the food industry and the restaurant industry. Yeah. Um, and in the process, um, I sent an email out to about four people, four trusted people, and one of them, Dan was one of them. Yeah. And Dan said, why don't you become a market partner? Uh-huh. And I went... I said, what do you mean? What, what do you mean this market partner thing? And he said, well, you effectively are going to, it's going to be a joint venture between my company and, and your company. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, um, and, and we will form France Smart Europe and you will be, you'll be the exclusive market partner for 41 countries on the continent of Europe. Yeah. Um, and you'll represent the entire uh, brand portfolio that France Smart has. You'll be responsible for looking for brands. You'll be responsible for um, bringing in franchisees. Yeah. Um, you'll be responsible for being a subject matter expert on the various, uh, you know, various countries. Now, yeah. that, that gets a little overwhelming when you start to talk about 41, and yeah. and I'm, I'm 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 bringing people on that 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 have that, you know, additional country knowledge. Yeah. Um, I'd love to speak 41 languages, but that's just not, not going to happen in yeah. this lifetime. Yeah. Um, but so um, we back in uh, about, I want to say about six months of negotiation about, you know, how does this, how is this going to work? What is this setup going to look like? A reviewing an agreement, um, going through and all that type of stuff. I, yeah. I signed up as a, as, as a market partner. Um, yeah. We signed a joint venture agreement. Yeah. Um, and then um, through that, also again, getting back to, to Dan, when Dan and I were at Chesapeake, Dan became a Chesapeake Bagel Bakery franchisee. Yeah. And the thing that struck me about that was he, it, it wasn't false credibility. It, it, it automatically gained him credibility because obviously when you're talking to a prospective franchisee and you yeah. say, 
you know, I, I'm a, I, I'm a franchisee of the brand as well. Yeah. Um, that all, that, that resonates. Yeah. Um, and so what happened is, um, it, it, one of the brands, about two or three, I, I wish I could be franchisees for about, we, we represent a total of, uh, 17 brands right now. Yeah. Um, I wish I could probably be a franchisee of about five to eight of them. Yeah. Um, but that's just not in the cards for a number of reasons. But yeah. um, I selected to be a franchisee with one of our brands, yeah. um, and, uh, and 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 will soon over the next year be opening up a location of a freshie, yeah. um, which is uh, the salad and wrap concept. Um, and it it again it's it it's because I'm I'm viewing this as, I view this as a multiple staged. Um, business opportunity for yeah. myself. And that is, um, I'm Fran smart. I'm, I'm able to, to represent brands, but at the same point in time, um, I want to bring, I want to bring good food, good, interesting food, good concept with character and uh, an authentic and a real story yeah. and, and watch and watch those brands, you know, grow, yeah. um, watch, watch them expand. Yeah. Um, and, just like you, just like you potentially would, you know, somebody you might be mentoring or even your child in some yeah. cases, you, you want to see that develop. Yeah. Um, and so it, 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 what it really comes down to is it's about being passionate and authentic. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's about kind of, it's about being true to, to in, in appreciating that there's something bigger than yourselves. You, you, you know, this, this whole entire concept of being more concerned about the franchisee success than you are your own. Yeah. Um, that's, 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 that's in many ways foreign, but, uh, to, to a lot of people who are in this business of business development or sales, yeah. um, the top 20%, the top performers in any sales environment, yeah. um, are, I, I feel are going to share that one, belief and that is they're more concerned about your success than they are your own yeah um and, and and yes there are times that people even who have that belief in their mind try to do something or trying to do on the on the right path and something fails that's yeah. just it's human life it's that's life it's statistically you can't have perfection yeah um so but anyways that that's a long kind of drawn out a view of, 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 of how, how I came to where I am today. Well, that's interesting because you, you took what I was about to ask you about your insights and you just wrapped stories around them, which is really, really valuable. One thing that's in a few things that I'd like to go into, but one of the things is with all these transitions, I noticed that you're married and I, do you have children as well? I do have children. Correct. Yes. So when you made these transitions, when, how far into your career, was it before you got married and then how easy or challenging was it to make the transitions with a family as well? Cause I think one of the things in business is when you are balancing what you can see as a business person, cause I'm married and I have four children as well. So it's that balance between family and business. And it sounds as if you're the businesses that you're nurturing are almost like having extra children in a sense. So how did you, um, how, did when how soon how far into your career was it before you were married and how did you navigate with all the the balance between family and business? Well, it's interesting. Um, I've been married twice, uh, and um, 
it, the, I had a massive amount of transition in my life. Um, in, in 2006, got married to, to my, to my beautiful wife who happens to be Polish. Um, another reason that, you know, talk about this worldly experience and and being brought to to Europe. Um, also had our, our daughter, um, and in, uh, very soon in, in, in 2007. Um, and it, it, it's, they all, everything happened at the same time. Yeah. And yes, this, the, the feeling, the stakes, the, and, and the, the pressure on you seems a lot higher. Yeah. Um, because you're, 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 you're caring for and worrying about, um, you know, multiple people with, with, you know, supporting a, a family is not, not an easy thing. And we have a young family. Yeah. Um, my kids are, my kids are, uh, currently five and seven. Yeah. Um, and the first, my life's incredible. You have to have a partner. You have to have somebody that um, is uh, is it recognizes opportunity and and it, it, it the same way that you do. You, yeah. You've got to speak. You've got to speak a common language. Yeah. And, and every couple has their own their own language, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. You can sometimes not ever not say a word and be thinking the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, but there, there's that support network and it's not easy. It, 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 the transition is, is never easy. It'd be really easy to go and get a job. And as soon as you graduate from university and then, you know, retire at, at, at after 45 years and then, you know, have a nice retirement and then, and then you're done. Oh, yeah. But it's, but that's not how this world works. Yeah. Um, uh, the reality of this world is that change is something that is that that happens to everybody and it happens constantly yeah and you have to be prepared for it you have to have um the 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 fortitude in in your family and in your friends yeah. um and, and and also belief in yourself yeah. um and, and none of that is easy yeah. um and um and the the other side of it is um uh, I had someone that I used to work with handed me a, a a a magnet you put on your on your refrigerator and it yeah. said uh, and it says everything is sweetened by risk um yeah. and and that's oh. what we're really talking about here it's it's ta- for me uh risk is op- risk represents opportunity yeah. um and 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 it, it, if you go any to any advanced you know it, read any business text and you read any um, any, uh, 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 you go to graduate school for any business program, all businesses is about managing risk, um, and, and, and how to manage that risk. And you've got to, um, have a support network that allows you to have to, to manage that risk. You know, I, you also have to be honest and open in communication with your particular, your, your, your significant other, um, and with your kids, because in in the end, there is a lot at risk on a personal front. If if, if something fails or something doesn't succeed the way you wanted to succeed or the way you needed to, to succeed, yeah. Um, but at the same point in time, um, if you don't take a risk, you, you're never going to real you're never going to have the opportunity to realize what it feels like to have a reward. Yeah. Um, and 
just like the flip side when I said, you know, everybody who is going to do something and, and, and have a belief that they're, fran- that they're doing something for their franchisees and that their best interest of the franchisees and they want to see their franchisees be successful and they're not, yeah. at the, sa- the same point holds true. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't walk through life um, your entire life and, every, and it's always raining, right? Mm. There's going to be sunny days. You're going to see, uh, you're going to, everybody's going to see a rainbow. Yeah. You know, there's going to be, there's going to be good times. There's going to be d- bad times. Yeah. Um, and, and you've got to work together in, in those, um, particularly in, in your, in your relationships um, w- with your family and, and with your, with your significant other. And, and to, to my wife's credit, um, she was the one that said, you know what, Whitney, you really need to take this France Mart Europe opportunity. This is, this is, this is the right opportunity for you. Um, and so it's, it's, it, it was her telling me that, um, whether she was, I know she believes it, but whether she believed it or not, she looked at me, she, and what she effectively was saying is I believe in you and I believe that you're going to be successful at doing this. Um, and, and, and every significant other, every spouse has to do that for their, their partner at some yeah. point. They've got to recognize that even you, sometimes you, you, it's better often to tell somebody, I believe in you. Yeah. Um, th- those are some powerful words. Um, yeah. So my perspective on it. But <laughs> oh, that's, that's fascinating. And it sounds as if what you observed in your teens about the fulfilling life of those who traveled – it seems as if you've gone like within that is traveling involves risk. It involves uncertainty. And one thought I've had is often we think we're doing our kids a favor by protecting them from uncertainty and risk and trying something new and settle for something stable, quote unquote. But it seems as if it's really the opposite. The things that feel risky are the things that will help them come alive as it was, has been in your story with all the different experiences you've had. I find that fascinating. Yeah, and I never thought of it that way in, in, in that complete context. But yeah, you're absolutely right. What's interesting, though, is you, you talk about that key point about being so focused on your franchisee's success and trusting. You didn't use these words, but it seems as if you just trust that your success will follow. How do you, when you're, when you're choosing sales reps, how do you see that in people? Is there, is it intuition? Is it a metric? How do you tell whether somebody has that in them or not? Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> for me, it's complete hundred percent gut instinct. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's complete intuition. Yeah. It is not, um, uh, obviously when I'm looking for a sales rep or I'm looking for anybody that, that's going to work with my organization, um, it, it, it's. Uh, there's the, there's the checklist, right? And and it's very simple to create one. I need somebody who understands this. I need somebody who has experience doing this and you go through the checklist and, and, and not everybody's going to check it off and you're going to find people who, who might only check two or three of all, two or three of them off, but you, you get a sense about this person, whether that sense is a, is a, is a keen, unique understanding of a problem, um, that, and, and, and that is, and, and, and fortunately you have the vision to see how you can apply that understanding to the problems that you're, you're dealing with or, or it's merely recognizing in somebody the, that they've got the right attitude. Yeah. And what they need is they need somebody who's going to give them 
a little bit of a push, right? right? Just like allow them to take a risk, yeah. um, and, uh, and, 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 and support them and say, I believe in you. Yeah. Right. And, 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 and get them and let them take a risk and experiment and, and do something, um, that ultimately could be successful or would be successful for my organization or for your organization. Yeah. But at the same point in time, that success then it, it becomes a spiraling effect. And it, 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 there is a trust. It's also call it cosmic power, call it karma, call it whatever you, you might will. But, yeah. it, but from, from my perspective, um, I believe uh, I, I'm a firm believer in what comes around goes around yeah. that, um, that if you live a good life and that you live, and, and I don't mean in a good life in terms of a religious way, yeah. I mean a good life in, in trying to live by a simple moral code is do unto others as you'd want done to yourself. Yeah. Um, that you're going to live a more fulfilled life. Yeah. Um, um, if you're going to chase, if the whole objective here is to chase money, right? Yeah. To chase the pound or the dollar or the euro. Yeah. Um, I, I I've done it. And yeah. it's not, it's not, it's not fulfilling. Yeah. I've gotten it. Great. But it's not fulfilling. Yeah. If you live a life and you, and you try to strive to have a life where you're going to help people be better, yeah. help people achieve things, help people recognize their dreams. Yeah. Um, it, 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 a funny thing happens. Yeah. You, <laughs> you, you all of a sudden, find out that, wait, I, I have some money. I'm, I'm, I'm not poor. I'm not poor. Yeah. Right. And, and at the same point in time, but wait a minute, I, this, this is really cool. Yeah. What, what, yeah. what's happened with this person. Yeah. Um, or, or what I, what I've helped enable, um, because it's not, it's not any one person, right? It, 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 it takes an, a number of people, um, in, in the, in the, in a franchise in the restaurant business, <clears throat> yeah. it takes a franchisor who has a solid system. Yeah. It takes a franchisee who believes in that system yeah. and follows that system. It takes um, it, it, it takes the, the real estate guy um, who's going to help you find that location yeah. um, th that, that's going to make sure that your your restaurant's successful. It's going to be that supplier that you work with yeah. to make sure you're getting the best product. Yeah. Um, and in in and you know, I'd like to believe that it's infectious, right? That if yeah. that if you if if you have that positive attitude and 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 you work in that positive environment, yeah. and you're trying to to create something and trying to create um, a, a level of success for each other, that yeah. you're going to find yourself surrounded by people who are also who who believe that and yeah. and, and who are, are living that and striving that as well. Yeah, that's fascinating because it's just thinking through your story and it's how a big driver for you where international travel and being an expat equaled fulfilling life it seems as if there's that two sides of the of the coin the one side is you've got the ability to analyze and forecast and the the skill set for running a business and following the systems but really it's all about opportunity business opportunities that provide a fulfilling life beyond the profit that you get at the end of the day. That duality I find fascinating in your story. It, it, I, I believe that if that, that there, that there is the possibility to um, have a profitable life. And what I mean by profitable life is I mean that 
in, in across the board. Now yeah. you might not be, uh, you, you, you might not have a lot, uh, you might not have, um, a massive amount of any of it, right. Yeah. But you're going to have a life that is, you're going to have a, a nice, comfortable living that's going to afford you the ability to to do the things that you to accomplish and do the things you want to do. Yeah. Um, and at the same point in time, you're also going to have a business that you can be proud of. Yeah. And then you can, and you also have uh, a business associations that are going to be friendships, and yeah. that and those and and those friendships are also going to be, you know, built on trust and building on it in an understanding. Um, and you know, we could get into a long philosophical discussion about uh, about a number of different aspects of applying this, yeah. and, and 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 taking away the the weapons, and 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 those are you know rep- weapons where somebody uses race as a weapon, or somebody yeah. uses religious religion as a weapon, yeah. and you, you you look at it from a more uh, again accepting the level of diversity yeah. uh, and looking at things from a diverse perspective. Um, you're, you're going to have a more profitable life and, yeah. it, it, that, and having money and making money is not a bad thing. And no. that's the other side of this, right? Is, is often people say, well, you know, this rich guy is not, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's made all this money. He should give some to the poor. Well, it's not, it's not just about, <laughs> yeah. it, 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 sometimes scale happens, right? Yeah. If all of a sudden somebody opens up, um, you know, the, 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 a uh, car phone uh, warehouse. All yeah. of a sudden, somebody opens up one shop, and then, and then five years from now, they have seventy shops. Yeah. Of course, they're gonna they're gonna be, they're gonna have a level of financial success. Yeah. It's just how it's just how the the business how our trade system works. Yeah. Um, um, but that doesn't make him better or worse than yeah. somebody else. It just makes him okay. He's successful. Yeah. That doesn't mean you're good or or you know good, bad, or indifferent. Yeah. So, that's interesting. It, I mean, we, we could go all the way into it, but we, I think if we wrap up here, do you have any final thoughts for the the audience, and then maybe anything, any the best place for them to find you online, or anything you'd like to share that you're involved in? Um, any final thoughts, Whitney? Well, I, David, I really appreciate um, the, the time you, you've taken and, and for having me. Uh, uh, for inviting me on this interview. I, I think it's been a great experience. I'd like to continue the dialogue. Yeah. I think that, um, I, I think that there's, uh, there are a lot of interesting people. It, franchising is a really interesting business model and it's yeah. a successful business model for a reason. Um, I, and you know, that, that's, that's my view on it. Um, if people want to track me down, uh, the easiest way is, Look me up on LinkedIn, um, yeah. or uh, or uh, just type in France Smart Europe, and the company will pop up. Um, yeah. And you know, if anybody wants to evaluate or take a look at at, at any interesting brands, um, or has an interesting brand that they would like to maybe see grow grow globally, yeah. um, drop drop me a line. Uh, <clears throat> it's Whitney at FranceSmart.eu. Um, and you know, I'd, I'd be willing to share advice, willing to work with a prospect, willing to, to talk to somebody who, who's got a brand that a restaurant or, or some concept that they, they think is the next great thing. Um, you know, always, always willing to, to take some time out and, and talk to somebody and, and see if there's a mutual air of area interest and, yeah. you know, if there's any way I can help somebody. Oh, that's great. Well, I'll type up 
all of these, the links you've mentioned in the show notes for this episode once it goes live so that people can just find their way to you and you can find them and just keep the dialogue going with all the people who are listening. And yeah, just thank you so much, Whitney. I've, you've given me so much to think about and I've, it's been really inspiring to hear your reflections and hear your story. And just thank you for taking the time you know, this late over there in Germany. So thank you. Hey, David, it's my pleasure. <laughs>